yeah, I've, I've, I've had this frustration with a lot of open mics where like, it's just not genuine with, uh, where you are in the order yeah. or, uh, you know, you call it a bucket, but it's not really a bucket. It's, it's like, Hey, we put, yeah, it's a rig. Just call it a rig bucket. Just be like, Hey, this is a rig bucket, Mike. If you say that, then I'll know. I will meet and I will respect you more yeah. and I'll probably come back more because yeah. I'll be like, Oh, it's rigged. So like, tell me how to get, rig to get rigged list. and yeah. I'll, I'll, I'm on board. Today we talk about all right, uh, we are live. Episode something. I always lose track because I'm behind in the editing. Uh, with that said, special guest, Willie. Remind me your last name again. Jackson. Jackson. Because uh, it's not listed on your Instagram, so I always forget. Yeah, uh, you're not the first person to say <laughs> that I usually put your full name on your Instagram. So, yeah, it's Will. Uh, that's your Instagram handle. Yeah. Uh, that's the only reason I know it because I see that pop up all the time. Uh, where else can we find you? You can find me also on Twitter, also same handle, uh, at, uh, yeah, it's Willie. And, uh, I need to put my last name on that too. (laughs) But yeah. I started to do that actually recently because, um, uh, some people know me as my real name. Some people know me as my handle and it's just like, I'm trying to mesh the worlds together. So I think it's kind of smart. Uh, to you as just Mr. Souls sometimes. Never Mr. Just doctor. That's doctor. <laughs> no, doctor you need to address me as doctor though. Yeah. No, nah, I see. I don't give a shit about that. Uh, which is kind of hilarious because my friends know that I'm kind of icky with like the whole doctor label. Yeah. So my first, uh, ever open mic, comedy set i tried to make a joke about it where i was like hey it's doctor not mister and it just like failed miserably because i was just freaking out in my own head like oh what's going on and uh they were telling me later like oh dude we were cracking up because like uh you kind of faltered on that but uh <laughs> but anyway uh with that said um give me a background man uh so from what i remember the first time we spoke i think it was at no fun bar i st- think when I first met you yeah from what I recall we kind of started around the same time if I'm not mistaken comedy wise yeah man I started uh end of January um I, th- I think it was uh, it was either like the last week of January or going into the first week of February um and uh, I went to no fun just you know looking at websites and stuff like that and I was looking for like a late night spot and that was the free one so I went there and uh you know it turns out I that's now probably one of my favorite spots for open mics just because I like the uh I like how they kind of run it where everyone knows it's a late night spot so you can say what you want but then also though they have a good structure yeah not like uh a couple other places where it's just they're just you know you'll go up when you go up uh at least there you know you're gonna know where you are in the order and you know they give you a good amount of time you also get good feedback in that room at least compared to some other open mic or open mic spots that do late night shows, you know, most people they're not even going to pay attention to what you say. Yeah, but I, know I mean, fun, you know, yeah, I've 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 had this frustration with a lot of open mics where like it's just not genuine with uh, where you are in the order, yeah. or uh, you know, you call it a bucket, but it's not really a bucket. It's, it's like, hey, bucket. we put, yeah, it's a rig. Just call it a rig bucket. Just be like, hey, this is a rig bucket, Mike. If you say that, then I'll know. I will meet and I will respect that. you more, yeah. and I'll probably come back more because yeah. I'll be like, oh, it's rigged. So like, how tell me how to get list? rigged, yeah. and I'll I'll I'm on board. So yeah, I'm totally on board with that. Um, yeah, that was. I don't think I went to that mic early on because I started in November, okay. but like barely. So like I did like a couple mics in Iowa and then I did like one or two mics December in New York. And then I like was like, oh, I guess comedy's hard. And then I stopped. 
and then uh, I started taking it seriously yeah. in January. So like it was kind of the same time as you. Um, and you work in advertising. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so won't say where I work now. That's all right. Uh, in, in case anyone looks up, looks. We'll just call it Mad Men Inc. Yeah, Mad Men Inc. Yeah. Uh, not on Madison Avenue, but that's okay. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, I worked in I work in advertising. Uh, I've been doing it since college, so four going into five years now. Uh, previously worked in all areas of advertising, which is kind Did of. Did like, you uh, major in advertising? Or no, I uh, well, I started off majoring in civil engineering. Okay, and uh, that wasn't boring as fuck. Boring yeah. as fuck. Uh, I was at the time I was uh, at UConn, and I was like on the track teams. So I was just you know going to practice and going to parties and not going to chemistry and is UConn D one for track? Yeah, it yeah, is yeah. right. Okay, uh, they uh, I think all of their programs are D one now. When I was there, their football was like D one double A. Okay, and then they went to like a bowl game, and then all of a sudden they're like, oh, you're gonna uh, interesting. Okay. Now you're gonna lose all the rest of your. Game. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, I switched to marketing, uh, just general marketing, which is also a stupid idea. Uh, and then after that, I added in a concentration for economics uh, because I, I, always, I always thought economics was like a, a cool thing to get into. But I remember I wanted to uh, major in that fully. And they were saying it's technically a science, so you'd have to take all these additional credits. Uh, and it would just delay graduation date. And I was like, all right, I'll, I'll just add it in kind of as a minor and see what I can do with it from there. But then uh, after college, uh, and this is why I say marketing was a stupid degree to get, uh, you know, you go to get an internship and you realize everything you learned, it's not applied right now. Bullshit. It's, yeah, it's yeah. all bullshit. Um, you know, it's funny. I took an advanced marketing class before intro to marketing. Yeah. And it was just like, all right, well, this is, this sounds like intro. Like this yeah. is all. <laughs> and then you realize it's just like, oh, okay. You, you, you place the product here at this price. People buy yeah, actually, it. Yeah. Oh, so okay, let me cool. ask you this. Uh, Cause I, I never majored, majored in it. I just like took some courses in it, but uh, what it, so like if someone were to ask me, what did I learn from organic chemistry? I'd be like, yo, carbon has four bonds. Yeah. That's what I learned. What did you come away with marketing after all these years? If you were to remember three things. Uh, uh, make sure you are efficient in your pricing. Okay. Because uh, no matter what you produce, it could be produced better and cheaper. Um, but then also, I would say, and this has kind of ballooned itself as the years have gone on, uh, probably just due to like how the environment is now today. Uh, if you, your messaging has to be rock solid. And like positive. Most likely positive, yeah. If you're going to do, actually, you know, let me not say positive. It's got to be catchy. It's got to be appealing uh, to the point where people are just like at least interested. Okay. Because advertisers only really care about now is just clicks and people driving to right. their website. But what drives that is like, Relatability, messaging, uh, how much you stick in people's brains and all that kind of shit, right? So if you can cause interest and cause someone to just think about an advertisement or uh, a product or a sample or whatever it is in a way that, you know, they would potentially go click onto that ad or become a customer or become a potential customer, not even become a customer because brands are smart now. They understand that. 
you know, if, if 10 people come to their website, maybe two people will buy something. Uh, at that initial time, uh, they just want to collect your data. Uh, so, but as long as you're catchy enough, then you will have the appeal. Like success, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and literally people at, at brands, and, and I work on the uh, publisher side of advertising, um, but it's uh, inventory, advertising inventory, like on websites and on TV and, and radio, whatever medium it is, it's bought on either the amount of uh, impression, so ad units that are actually going to go out to people to see, or the amount of engagements, which is who's going to click or who's going to go to your site or whatever that is. That's the two main ways uh, advertising is bought now, unless it's like some sort of custom, uh, you know, content thing that you know has other KPIs. But for the most part, it's the KPIs. What's that? Uh, Kisses key, per interest? Almost, almost. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, nah, key performance indicators. Key performance indicators, which right. is. That sounds like some fucking black suit, boring fuckers just being like, how do we maximize the potential for this to sell us something? That's exactly. You hit the nail on the head. Makes sense. Well, I just, I hate suits. So like that's uh, both wearing them and uh, meeting them. They kind of suck. Yeah. I think that's part of why I went into comedy, Uh, which I want to segue into asking you how much of your advertising experience do you think helps you with your comedy? Because there's, there's a lot of corollaries with like, Selling yourself mm-hmm. and also being, you know, uh, bringing bringing in. So, so part of it is the substance of funny. Like, hey, I produced the substance of funny, but now I have to sell it to people. Yep. So, like, how much how much um, correlation do you see between what you have experienced in the advertising world and how much of your stand up yeah. stuff? So, I'll say this about the advertising world, um, and then I'll relate it to stand up. So, the advertising. The it's people who are going to be buying the especially if it's direct campaign. There's something called programmatic advertising now, which is basically automated advertising where you set up a. So is that like an Instagram ad that I buy kind of thing? Uh, even more automated than that. It's literally at uh, like predetermined rates between a publisher and a brand. Okay. Um, and they just turn on and off whenever they're gonna send over their advertisement, and then it just. Well, who decides it. when to turn it on and when to turn it off? Uh, it's. Now, uh, it's more so just based off of if uh, their DSP, demand side platform, is measuring that uh, their engagement is So not is dick low, sucking penis. Send it over. Got it. Yeah. Okay. It used Thanks to be people who were yeah. just like, hey, let's put more money into this. But now it's, it's getting less and less people. Um, but in terms of direct campaigns. And are uh, you advertising at work? Are you advertising specific things? We're talking um, internet related things versus yeah. books versus websites like what are you what are you advertising so we have i, I guess i work at bloomberg uh, <laughs> and exposed uh, yeah and uh so they have pretty much everything so they have obviously their, their website uh their tv channel but then they also have like bloomberg radio ton of events uh they have a, a print subsidiary which uh just print is kind of going by the wayside now, so that's not yeah. as much. Well, that's um, why I'm asking because, like, it, you have to decide where to if you're going to be doing this flip of a switch on versus off for yeah. certain things. Like, you have to decide, okay, what's worth it and what's not, and then uh, on top of that, what mediums are worth it and what's not. Exactly, so, and so that's where the fun part of it come kind of comes in because then you kind of like collaborate and try to figure out. All right, they're giving us. They say they have $300,000 and they want to hit these targets. What can we do on our site that will deliver that? 
so you, then you kind of like so what's some simpler examples of like oh hey this is how we're going to help you duh yeah so uh say you're a verizon right come to me bloomberg you're like hey i have x amount of money i'm trying to reach uh 20 to 30 year olds uh that work in tech yeah we'll i'll say thank you come back to my team and say all right guys uh they're trying to reach 20 to 30 years working in tech do we have something on our tech page that they can sponsor or are we coming up as we're probably looping the editorial team? Are they going to be writing articles on tech coming up? Uh, so yeah, is it as simple things? as, Hey, let's just plop up some ads on our website for them versus, Hey, let's just write like a, what do they call it? Advertorial. Yeah. Like, is it really that simple? Like one or the other? It or? Is that's the hard part of the hard part about it is the negotiation process. Uh, and trying to make sure like how much is it really worth to yeah. them okay proving the value of an ad uh is that can be a little bit difficult because you know an agency especially is going to want to they're not going to want to buy with you if they're not going to see uh, yeah but aren't they coming to you in the first place because of a certain cachet you offer a certain fucking you yeah know, brand well, they, recognition they right? come to you because of the name right, right? that's what i'm saying but yeah. then they're also coming to 20 other publishers. So you're competing against those 20 other publishers, okay. you know? So okay. we are at Bloomberg, we compete against, you know, the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, Forbes, all these, you know, other guys here. Um, as well as, you know, other more niche uh, companies like the Financial Times and, you know, Barron's and stuff like that. And what's preventing them from doing all of you? Money. They only have uh, X amount of oh, money. so their budget per time. Yeah, but still, right. like, if, if, I don't know, maybe... Maybe I'm just simplifying it, but I just feel like, okay, if I have all these options, why not just spread it equally amongst all the... Ideal, well, there are campaigns where you see that that does happen. Dell, for example, is an advertiser that does that a ton, whereas they'll, are, they'll send over a proposal for $500,000, but really that 500000 we may see 25000 of that. And okay. you know, we know that 30 other publishers also got the same exact brief and 30 other publishers are also going to see 25,000 of that. So and the so, frustration of that is what led you to start doing stand-up, I'm assuming. Uh, that's part of it. That's part of it. That's part of it. Definitely part of it. Uh, In my ears, the decibel levels were great. But uh, then yeah. again, maybe that's the difference between me and him. He's fucking doing shows in front of thousands of people doing routine seller crowds where he's like just hearing a certain decibel level and in my head it's like if i can just get a like that's, that's good enough for me something. you know yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh man i remember when someone told me that for the first time uh, uh they were like yeah if you get like half a chuckle in this room you should be you should keep oh, that dude joke. you should jerk off right after yeah like, oh, like, dude, this is joke. a celebration yeah and I was like, all right, say so, you know. <laughs> but no, in all seriousness, like, what uh, what drove you to just be like, fuck it, let me uh, let me do this at yeah. 11 p.m. at a no fun bar? Yeah, no, on a Tuesday. Uh, you know? My, uh, it's actually a, a interesting story. So uh, the day I start, the day I did my first open mic was at a, a Black Hat, and uh, that morning of uh, a young lady I was dealing with. Uh, let me not say dealing with, that's me, dating at the time. Uh, fucking, yeah. as we say in the business. Well, the fucking, uh, <laughs> she got an abortion that morning. Uh, and Let me give that, you one of these. Yeah. Depending on who you ask. Some people, some people would give it a, uh, yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's 2019. I don't know, whatever side of the fence you're on. But anyway, It's kind yeah. of a mix for me. Uh, but at that point, 
uh, I was like, you know, my life is a little bit too hectic. I need to a talk release. about this and get yeah. this release out. And prior to that, uh, you know, I really got into comedy. I became like a comedy lover, I would say, probably a couple years before that. Uh, I ended up going to a bunch of just comedy shows. And cause I uh, was clinically depressed. Uh, and I uh, still technically am. As opposed to just regular depressed. Yeah, well, it's, it's you know, a lot of people. <laughs> you know, uh, I say that because I feel like I'm depressed, but, like, not clinically depressed. I'm just like, fuck, this, everything sucks. Yeah. You know, I was like, yeah. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, uh, you know, I was, uh, I was talking to my therapist. I was going to a bunch of comedy shows just literally just to laugh and not think about whatever it was I was thinking about. Yeah. Uh, and you know, I, I see friends like go on dates and stuff like that. You make them laugh, but you never really think you're funny if you can make your friends laugh. Right, okay. right. Uh, but I remember, um, speaking to my therapist, uh, probably about a month or so before I started. And, uh, he was saying, he was like, Oh, you know, you, you're, you're pretty funny. And I'm like, all right, Dave, like you, I pay you, you know what I mean? So he's like, no, uh, I think you should try, uh, going on stage. You always go to comedy shows. So that was his idea. Not even did had you ever even suggested to your therapist like, Hey, I've been going to comedy shows and uh, maybe no, we, uh, he brought it up to me actually probably a couple months before that as well. He was like, if you're going to go, you might as well try to go on stage. And I was like, I can't do what these guys are doing, you know, but that's because I was going to shows. I wasn't going to open mics. I was going to shows. You're going to good shows. Gotham and stuff. And you're watching, you know, David tell go up there or somebody like that, you know? Holy fuck, bro. Uh, I saw David tell, I've been watching David tell, uh, for literally decades yeah. online and on clips and shit. I saw him live in my face yeah. for the first time murder. earlier this week. And I was just like, murder. My God, bro. murder. What the fuck? So I always feel, I was like, I can't do it with these guys. Yeah. Yeah. I can't be David tell yeah. ever. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, he, so, uh, my therapist goes, uh, he's like, all right, go to, Go to like some open mic sets. Just watch. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, I'm glad he suggested it to you because then you can be like, oh. Okay. Yeah. Saw that. And then uh, uh, he was like, uh, make it a New Year's resolution. To try it out. Okay. I was like, okay. So uh, Hence January. Yeah, my birthday passed. And then uh, literally two weeks after that, I, I went to my first open mic. And uh, I probably would have quit if I didn't get laughs at that first time. I'd probably be like, okay. I tried stand-up comedy. <laughs> What's yeah, that's next, that's know? why it's interesting to me because uh, I got laughs my first time too, and I, I kind of feel the same way you do. Um, but uh, from the more people I talk to, it's like a lot of them say, "Hey, I didn't get any laughs. I bombed horribly." But oh, I bombed the second time. Yeah, no. Oh, th yeah. Okay, so so the typical story you hear from people yeah. online, let alone in person, is, "Oh, my first time I did great, yeah, but my second time I bombed." That's usually the 89% out of 100, that's the story I hear. Yeah. But you'll occasionally hear these stories where guys go, or girls, they'll be like, uh, I did my first open mic, I bombed horrendously, yeah. but like I had this feeling of like I had to get back out there. Like there was yeah. still something there where I had to do. And I'm just like, huh, interesting. No, uh, it, for me, especially after I bombed, uh, I remember feeling really sad. I was like, I, I'm horrible. I, I'm over here stuttering, I'm doing all these things. And then I remember uh, sitting in the back. It was at it was at, it was at Greenwich. I was talking to this comic, and he goes, "Yeah, everybody here bombs. Like that's just a thing that happens." Yeah, if you like, don't have perspective, you don't really appreciate that. Like you're going to do horrendous sometimes, regardless literally. of how good you are. David Tell bombs yeah. sometimes. I guarantee you. Once he uh, once he said that to me, uh, then he goes, "What's the next spot you're doing today?" And I was like, "Oh, so this is just a 
this is just a thing. Yeah. He's like, yeah, you do in New York, you can do four or five spots a day if you want to. And that's kind of the nice thing is you need to run into people like that to like kind of like push you over that little piece of garbage. Yeah, because so many people won't, you yeah. know, they'll just, they'll just be like, yeah, man, see ya. You know? Yeah, you're lucky if you even get that interaction. You, you, you know, usually you'll just get literally no laughs at the thing and then they won't talk to you after. Like, that's all you get. And then they're, they're out. Good. Everybody's very, you know. <laughs> or actually, no, not even. They, they, they won't even be there to not laugh. They're, they've already left. They've, they've already, already left. gone. Dude, yeah. I remember, uh, I guess was, I was, uh, I'm only seven months in now, but uh, I used to do Caravan a lot. I've never even heard of that one. Uh, Caravan of Genes. It's, uh, it's not far from where, like, they run the climate uh, Buddha mics and stuff like that. Uh, not the nicest room. Um, but in my uh, opinion, maybe the worst room. Yeah, and I've only been once, and once was enough. I was like, "This is uh, depressing. Like, this is bad." A, that is a, <laughs> that is a place where they would just take your soul and go away. That was my first ever experience with New York City comedy. Yeah. So when I first started comedy, I started out in Iowa where I work, and uh, it was literally just like a first date idea. It was yeah. like, "Oh, hey, there's this open mic, and it's at a comedy club that happens to be around the corner from yeah. where you are staying." And that's so, a good idea as a first date, dude. I that's think a good idea. I think a comedy yeah. show, maybe not a pure open mic like a New York open mic where yeah. there's just comics because that's sad as fuck. But uh, like a, a regular show comedy show, like a free comedy show, that is killer. By far the best uh, first date idea ever, Easily in best. my opinion. In my opinion, but not anyway, Mike. Yeah, not yeah. enough. <laughs> but when I say open mic in Iowa, we're talking about basically a free so, show here. Yeah. And, uh, and I went, and I had a blast. I was like, oh, my God, this is awesome. Oh, I, I, that's when I started to think, like, oh, maybe I'll think about doing comedy now. And um, when I came back here and thought about even fathoming doing comedy in New York, because by, th by then I was still, like, kind of uh, intimidated, like, ooh, New York, everyone, every comic here is, like, the shit. It's like, yeah. no, they're not. They no. suck. Like, a lot of them suck. They come here to, to be hopefully become the shit. Right, but a lot of them are garbage. Yeah. And, uh, and my first ever exposure to comedy live in New York City was at Laughing Buddha. And no offense to Laughing Buddha. I'm, I'm sure they've had several shows that have been fine. No offense at all. We're yeah. talking but about the But this mic. one show yeah. I went to, this open mic, was horrendous, and it was depressing, and it felt like anything but an open mic. And I was just like, dude, I was wrong about New York. Like, this is not... It's not any good at all. So and then you realize <laughs> that that's more of the normal than yeah. the actual, you know. And that's what it and 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 that's what it was for me. Once you realize that most shows, uh, most open mics, it's really there. It's really like the gym for comics. Once you realize that, and you get out of the head of, you know, ah, I hope you know, like you know, people murder today, and I hope all these things happen. Then you feel much more loose going into it. You're like, okay, I know what jokes I want to work on. I know, uh, you know, I get to see some guys I like, you know, get to see some people I haven't seen before. Um, and you feel just good just going out and, and kind of like feel like you did something that day. But if you go into it expecting that you're going to see, you know, uh, 10 murderers in a row, you might, might nah. be a bit disappointed, you know? Nah. Yeah, uh, no, but yeah, I used, to, uh, I used to go to Caravan and uh, you were talking about comics who just leave right after they're set or, you know, won't pay attention to anything like that. Uh, I remember there was this guy, the room was a little dead. It was maybe like five or six people went up. It was a bit quiet. This guy goes up and he's like, you know, getting on everybody. We're all comics in the crowd. He's getting on all the, all the comics in the crowd. He's like, you know, you guys should be more supportive. You should do X, Y, Z. 
uh, you know, we know you guys don't want to be here. You know, I know you don't want to be here and all this stuff. Sec- he, go- he, he says his little spiel, does his set. Second he finishes his set, he leaves. <laughs> so I'm like, dude, you don't need, like, you just wanted people to pay attention to your set. Oh you know what my I mean? like, God, dude. Which I get. I fully understand. Uh, people well, you get it now, but set. at the time you're probably like, what the fuck? Right. Well, no, I don't get the fact that he, I, it always pisses me off that he left because it's like, don't try to dictate what other people should be doing if you're not doing it for yourself. You know what I mean? Like you're not, you're not here supporting other comics. You're not here, uh, you know, showing that you love and care about the, whatever it is, you know, well, you're not doing it. To play devil's advocate though, like uh, I've, I've lost a lot of love for comedy because of open mics. And oh, I've, totally, yeah. And I've, I've really come to that state where I'm just like, I don't want to listen to these bad comics anymore. Like, this is killing me right now. This is you know you got to get to other spots, man. I know, but I'm just saying, like, it, I'm I'm still at that open mic stage, so it's just like, and and I don't think I'll ever be out of that. I, I don't think a good comic should ever leave the open mic stage because, no. um, like, I'll I'll see comics who are doing these big ass shows. They're doing the biggest of venues in New York City. They're doing sold out tours or whatever. But it's like. You hear it over and over. It's like so-and-so became so big, they lost touch with what's funny, and then they're just selling out theaters, and then they're just saying hello, and uh, it's a killer joke. Yep. Just them saying hello. And, like, because I get it. Because they have the mystique of, about yeah. them now. and I get it. It's, it. Part of it is like, hey, you know what? They did their dues, and, like, they deserve that now. That's part of it. But it's also like, okay, well, if you want to be a purist about being funny, then... Maybe the answer is you never really should leave an open mic scene because they will always keep it honest with you. Dude, you know what I mean? So. Uh, I, I think it was uh, like two weeks ago or last week at uh, Mocha in Harlem. Uh, Donnell Rollins just pops in, does 10 minutes, murders. This is an open mic. We're all open micers there. We're all, you know, we all just bombed. You know what I mean? We all, <laughs> but we're all there, you know, working on, we're thinking about now the next spot we're going to. You see like a, a, a real pro come in and he still, you know, pops by every once in a while. I mean, you hear stories of, uh, you know, like Louie popping up at Skank Fest and stuff. It was oh, yeah. only open micers in the yeah, audience. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not Which like is fine. It, that's beautiful. He can still see. kill. He can still you know? kill. Because you you're that to, funny. Uh, yeah. You have to, uh, there's a, there's something to be said and you could probably tell when you go see shows and you watch comics. Uh, you can tell who's getting up a lot and who's trying to get on stage Absolutely. and who just knows what jokes will work yeah. and we'll just say that. Actually, so. sometimes they don't even know what's going to work and it still works. Uh, yeah. Perfect example. Actually, John, this should be its own segment. I'm talking to my editor right now. <laughs> uh, I went to go see a show literally a few blocks up from me yeah. and the only reason I even went to the show, it was it was a average show, a lot of up-and-coming comics like myself booked on that show. Broadway? No, it wasn't Broadway. Um, I actually did a set of Broadway Sunday. Um, Garbage. Downstairs, upstairs room. No, downstairs. But I was just like, I don't know. It's just like I did the industry room. And then they were like, oh, hey, you can do one set here. I was like, all right, thanks, jerk offs. It's like, all right. (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah, that was a loose set. That was fine. Um, But no, just like uh, a little bit before Broadway up here, there was like this art gallery that was doing a, a comedy show. I think for the first time. And the only reason I went, because uh, it's all like newcoming comics, kind of like in our kind of class, yeah. if you will. Uh, the only reason I went, Mark Norman is on the show. 
And uh, surprise, he was the only one that got like the biggest laughs. Yeah. And what's hilarious is you've got the crowd, which it's kind of a weird setup. It's at an art gallery that yeah. is just like, like just sparsed out chairs and they're filled with average people. But then you have the entire back lining his comics. Yeah. Surprise. And um, Mark goes up and he's killing it. Like, I've seen Mark perform around the city. I don't know yeah. if how many times you've seen uh, him, if I ever. Him, uh, I was at uh, uh, the cellar last week. He was up there. Have you seen him any other times? Slash, have you ever one, seen his online clips? Like a year ago, but I've seen a ton of his clips. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, you notice how, like, he does a lot of the routine same yeah. jokes often, which is totally fine. Like, that's what you're supposed to do. But, uh, and I expected him to do the same at this once I saw that he was announced. But I was like, oh, this is refreshing. It's, like, literally six blocks up from me. Let me just go fucking check this out. And um, I go up there, and uh, I'm like, all right, he's going to say the same jokes I usually hear him tell, but I'm still going to laugh because they're that good of a joke. But he did, like, all new material, and it was all so good. And I was dying, yeah. and I wasn't alone. But it was mostly the comics laughing their ass off because we all yeah. know who he is. We all know how funny he is. And the crowd was laughing, but clearly it wasn't like a seller type yeah. of crowd where everyone's just dying laughing, which is what I'm sure he's used to. Yeah. So and just like towards the end of his set, he's just like, well, I'm kind of bombing. I'm like, dude, no, you're not. <laughs> you're not bombing. This is amazing. Yeah. This is the highlight of my entire night. I'm talking about it today. Yeah. I still remember it. But in his head, it's so funny. Like he thinks he's bombing. It's, it's like, amazing. It's hilarious. To certain levels, you're like, all right. I know Oof. what this joke is supposed to sound. I know what the laughs is supposed to be like. It's not at that decimal level. Dude, that I it's, it to be. So it's crazy. Wild. It's crazy. Like, well, I, I think uh, I can imagine uh, yourself and the other comics that were uh, standing in the back. You guys, one, like, you know, you're hearing the jokes, you're laughing at the jokes, but then also you appreciate the fact that he's a comic doing new shit. You know what I mean? And you're like, ah, I'm sure that's a factor. You know? uh, and I'm sure it's also a factor that, like, we all know who he is and we all love him. Like, yeah. we all, like, fucking respect the shit out of this guy. So, like, anything yeah. he says, we respect because we're like, all right, he's clearly not just up here dicking around. Like, yeah. he's trying to make people laugh uh so i'm sure that's all a factor but like at the end of the day it's still got a it's still got a slap and it did slap. and i was like no you know still got a slap still yeah. got a slap i mean some crowds you know yeah you can't win or lose but like i don't know i mean in my in my ears the decibel levels were great but uh, then yeah. again maybe that's the difference between me and him he's fucking doing shows in front of thousands of people doing routine seller crowds where he's like just hearing a certain decibel level and in my head it's like if i can just get a like that's, that's good you know enough you for me you know? yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh man i remember when someone told me that for the first time uh, uh they were like yeah if you get like half a chuckle in this room you should be you should keep oh, that dude joke. you should jerk off right after yeah like, oh, dude, this is a celebration yeah and I was like, all right, say so, you know. <laughs> but that's key, man. It's just, it's just kind of like the guy that talked to you after your first time, and yeah. you, it just gave you perspective. Like, hey, like this is the game. Like this is what it is. You know. Totally, totally. But uh, you do appreciate, though. I do appreciate going to uh, going to those tough rooms where I know it's going to be kind of a battle for me to one, just get the audience engaged, get them to be like, hi, I'm on stage. Look at me now. You know, uh, because when you go to a room, um, especially after doing a bunch of open mics, having to deal with that shit, then if you go into a room where the crowd may not seem as engaged, you already know what you want to do. You know, you already know how you're going to be like, all right, I, I'm going to start a little bit of crowd work. I'm going to talk to him a little bit, talk to her a little bit, or I'm going to start with this bit because right. it's very quick and right. it's going to get an easy laugh. 
you only see that, well, you only do that after you've done enough shitty sets. At Absolutely, because A, you've started to learn what works, but yeah. B, almost more importantly, you're not afraid anymore. You're not like, afraid. dude, I have bombed a billion times. And much worse than this. Bomb. Yeah, so like, this is just going to be some fun experiments for me another now, day for me. You know? And you know? for all you know, you could turn it around into the best set you've ever had in your life. That's so the like, thing. You know? That's the thing. There's definitely been rooms where it's like I go into it and I'm. If you look at the lineup, you're like, okay, these guys, he's gonna do well, he's gonna do well, he's not gonna do well, I'm not gonna do well, whatever the case is, and then you just go on stage and the crowd loves it. You know, you never, you can never really know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, people always say like, you know, read the room, read it a little bit, but know what you want to say, yeah. know how you want to approach it. But again, that comes with experience and, and time and cadence and all these other things. Right. Uh, but I would say this, uh, my argument has always been, I never want to follow someone who bombed. Dude. Ever. I'd way rather follow someone that just killed. Yeah. You know? All the time. And I don't, I don't understand comics who want to follow someone who bombed. I'm like one. You're not that good. You, I don't want you thinking that you're gonna turn this crowd around. But then also, though, damn like, son, where'd you find this? <laughs> but then also, you know, you get a you get a crowd. They're laughing already. They're already in good spirits, and good That's energy. What you, want. you know what I mean? Isn't you that the host's job is yeah. to fucking warm up the crowd? So like, worse when the host is there any the more energy, warm of a crowd than a fucking crowd that you just killed in front of? I don't know. With that said. To be sort of hypocritical, uh, I would love to be the comic that goes on stage, kills, and then the next, and then person, the next guy bombs. Yeah. I would love that. Yeah, that feels think, good. Yeah. <laughs> so that's you know, that's just because you know you, you want to be the best, but you should. You yeah, know? That's, that's just competitive that's, bullshit. And then that's the comic you know, that has to now follow you after you killing, he should be saying to myself, "Oh, nice, this guy just murdered." I'm about to go up there and murder. Right. Yeah, it should push each other to fucking, oh, oh, you thought you did good? Yo, I'm fucking about to. Watch this shit. Yeah, exactly. That's how it should be. But but the the problem with that is like, it's never objective. It's always subjective. It's always like, there's no room. And and I've heard professional, professional comics say this. Uh, We're talking top three, top four level comics. I've heard them say this. It's just like, I can, when you say read the room, they say kind of the same thing. They're like, oh, shit, so-and-so comic that sucks dick just killed this room. Yeah. That means I'm going to suck. This like, is, uh, we're not yeah. the same crowd. Clearly. Not at all. You know, it's like if, if, a, if a Big Bang Theory comedy audience laughs at so-and-so comic, I know they're not going to laugh gonna at like me. Percent. Like, it's not going to, nah. it's just not going to mesh. It's just not going to connect. So, and I, I think that's, Again, going back to your initial uh, open mic experience, it's like that that's the equivalent of like you being a A-list comic performing for this Big Bang Theory, assuming you're not a Big Bang audience caterer right. and uh, and you bomb and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I thought I was a good comic, but uh, I bombed in front of this one crowd. And you have to have that um, bigger picture perspective to be like, oh, no, it's bigger than just this one thing. Always, always, always. And also, though, it, like I learned from my bombings, you know, there's never been a time. As you I, should. You know, there's never been a time where I bombed and then I was just like, well, I don't know what happened that night. You know, I, there's I know exactly what I did. Actually, yeah, I'm glad you much. said that because I'm not suggesting that you should blame the crowd. Like the crowd is never the um, the issue. Yeah. Uh, it could be part of the issue, but it's never the full issue. Like your job, if you want to be a good 
slash great comedian is you need to read the room. You need to adjust. You need to be like, you know what? These eight, nine jokes are not going to work in this room. Right. I got to use those seven other jokes. Right. You know, so that's like, that's part of it. But this all comes with learning. You're And you only learn by bombing. You only, only learn, learn by, by uh, you know, playing this room, playing in Harlem, playing in Brooklyn, playing in Queens, playing in... Fo- Fucking Iowa. Like, yeah. you're going to find, like, oh, shit, Iowa loves this joke that's bombed all over the city. It's Literally. Like, you know, yeah. yeah. Connecticut likes a lot of weird jokes. See? A lot of dick jokes up there. There you go. Uh, at Rhode Island, not so much. Uh, Jersey, they love everything. So they And you learn that by testing it, right? Yeah. It's just like, that's just what it is. How are, how are you traveling around uh, doing all these other gigs in these other states? Yeah, well, I kind of treat uh, at least my early comedy career the kind of the same way I approach like my professional career where it's just I'm I would rather just put myself out there more and see if I can get it and then and then if, if they reach back to me and they're like hey we want to see a tape or whatever the case is then I, or I'll have that available for you but um yeah because you know I'm not, I like that policy because it's it's the same as my policy which is What's the worst that can happen? They say no. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. I'm gonna email okay. again in a month. So yeah. you know, but uh, and I remember I, I, a lot of uh, people ask, "Hey, how are you, how are you performing at this spot?" And I'm just like, "No, I, I didn't do anything you couldn't do, man. I emailed and called the club a hundred times or however many times until I got a response. Uh, if they told me a date, if I was available, I was like, "Yeah, put me on." And then, you know, if I had to submit a tape, submit a tape. You got to do, do what they requ- require for you to do, um, especially at, you know, this level. I'm not, like, too good to, to, to do anything. Um, but I'm not afraid, though, to at least put myself out there. Like, I feel like a lot of people, you know, they, they take a long time before they book themselves for a showcase or for an audition for something. And it's like, you can do that audition again. You know that, right? Like, they're not going to... You know, this isn't your end-all, be-all here, you know? Um, and then, like, when well, I was it, for Part job, of it is, uh, sorry to cut you off, I, I think part of it is not just, hey, this is not your only audition, but it's like, how many auditions can your mental state tolerate yeah. being told, no, you're not good enough? Right. Like, that could take a mental toll on you. Totally. If it happens, let alone once, we're talking four, five, six, seven, how many times before you're just like, holy shit, does anyone fucking care about me? It's just like, you know, that's that's a factor for some people. To that point, though, if you're just, I'm not saying to just blindly book yourself. If you don't think you're ready for something, then you're probably Actually, right. please, everyone, please don't fucking just start submitting tapes just willy-nilly. That would <laughs> not be good. Make sure it's a good tape. Make sure you... But my point is like... Who's to decide it's good? Right. You know? Did the crowd laugh or not? Yeah. That's really you know, what your metric is. Anxiety is, to me, anxiety and comedy is like... Um, got to use that. Fracturing a bone in a sport. It's yeah. like, you got to be ready to play. Yeah. So, no one gives a shit that your leg is broken. Like, you got to perform. You got to fucking do your thing. So, if, you're, you here? if your mental bone breaks, that's on you. That's no one's going to feel bad for you, your family, your friends, but no one else cares. You need to deliver, you know? So it's like, like I had talk about the Broadway uh, audition. I just, um, I did the one uh, like a month ago and, and talk about someone bombing. The, I, I go last, the woman going up before me, three hour show. Uh, she's from Florida. She flew, she flew up for this audition and uh, she gets on stage. The first thing she says is, 
sorry guys, I completely forgot what I was supposed to say. And I am like, oh my God, what's gonna happen here? So she's like, I'm so sorry. She looks like she's about to cry. And then she just goes, fuck it, how are you guys? And the crowd's like, woo, they're thinking, I'm thinking she's gonna do some old shit or whatever the case is, right? Second thing she does right after that is, I'm still not sure what to say. This has never happened to me. I'm so sorry, guys. Oh my goodness. And I'm like, ah, oh, what the, f what is going on here? Okay. So the host, the host uh, cuts her early. <laughs> the crowd is, the crowd is, <laughs> the, crowd is <laughs> the crowd is just looking around. They're just like, all right, is, did the show just end? Like what, what happened? So I go on stage and I almost yell my first joke basically because I want to get like that energy back up. And you know, I had a good set and I was happy about it, but from that experience alone, watching someone bomb like that, I that gave me so many lessons, you know what I mean, in terms of how I want to approach a set, how I want to, you know. So it's like if it, there's always a lesson in every show. I obviously felt super bad for that woman. She had Wait, the the one lesson from this absolutely is a dear lady who had that performance don't submit that tape don't to anybody submit that tape practice a little more get yeah a, get don't a little more. <laughs> don't contact rhode island yeah. don't contact jersey just i think uh, i think she said be. she was from uh wherever she's from she's stay from there somewhere just, in, in florida there. where they don't have a lot of comedy. <laughs> it, like, it shows it shows yikes wait you're telling me someone legit flew up here from florida for from a fucking florida. broadway comedy club audition yeah who the fuck gave her that audition uh just, what's his name rick <laughs> Okay, you know, Jesus fucking Christ, man. I don't. I granted the entire time because we went in like the last group. It was a. It was like twenty on that show, at least a three hour show. Was this the industry room yeah. show? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're in the last group. It's like four of us left the entire time. She's like pacing back and forth. She's sweating a little bit. I'm, you know, the other comics were just like talking, you know, sitting down, drinking waters and stuff. And she's getting. She's visibly anxious, right? So I can understand that aspect to it where she was, she was you know. Just I don't because anxiety is, to me, anxiety and comedy is like. Um, got to use that. Fracturing a bone in a sport. It's yeah. like you got to be ready to play. Yeah. So no one gives a shit that your leg is broken. Like you got to perform. You got to fucking do your thing. So if, you're, you here? if your mental bone breaks, that's on you. That's no one's going to feel bad for you, your family, your friends, but no one else cares. You need to deliver, you know? She did not. Uh, she did not. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, blame her broken brain leg, AKA anxiety, AKA whatever. But like, that's what happened. She got injured and, you know, I, I mean, hopefully she doesn't, you know, hopefully she learns from that experience. She doesn't, quit. Yeah, she doesn't, you know, yeah. Just like your first open mic, hopefully she learns from that and becomes a better comic from it. And, Blows us away in a decade or something like that, but uh, but yeah, I mean it's it's just not it's not something you should excuse and be like, oh yeah, you know. Yeah. That was uh, that's probably the worst bombing I've ever seen. <laughs> I'll give her that. Because picture the other extreme. Picture a Bill Burr, um, fucking you know, Louis C.K. Picture a Louis C.K. getting up there and be like, oh, I don't know what to say. I forgot. Like it, you like, wouldn't even fathom. Doing? Yeah, you wouldn't even fathom it happening because. Part of the uh, talent level, or I don't want to equate it just to talent, because talent implies like you were just born with this and that's it. I just mean a curated talent, a yeah. polished talent 
would never allow themselves to break their oh, brain leg, if you will, and uh, fall, succumb to that fucking... Like, Louis C.K. could perform for... Name that dictator, and he'll be just fine. He'll be like, yeah. yeah, yeah, I got this, you know? Well, that's, I mean, but then that goes to, uh, you know, how often are you getting up? You know, how exactly you prepare yeah. for this? You know, yeah. are you... How many jump shots did you take? Like, how many literally. fucking bricks did you lock up? How many like, minutes do you have? You know? Yeah, dude, that's all part of it. Um, but with that said, I gotta be, I, I gotta say, you've been booking a lot of shows for someone that's been doing it so recently. Yeah, well, I, you know... And this will probably go back to uh, just like putting yourself out there and and making yourself available. Um, you know, I have like my nine to five life. Uh, which yeah, is, and you're doing all this with a regular job. Yeah, it's more like nine to six sometimes, depending on the day. But once, uh, and I'm kind of always in comedy though. I'm, I mean, I'm writing at work. I'm you know researching. Uh, different clubs, uh, you know. Different well, some people have said it's stuff. it's helpful to have some because you know those people that like just do mics yeah. and are just comics. And a lot of people tell me like you don't want to be that guy because you want to have a life outside of just pure comedy. So like you can have things to pull from and like ins inspirations and all that kind of shit. You can ex you got to experience more. Yeah. You have to you have to get out in the world. Yeah. Uh, there's a there's a few people that I'm sure you and I both know that are just straight open micers and they they're doing five a day every single day excuse me every single day uh but who's to say they're getting better or not you know i mean and they could be getting better they but could be. uh but i can definitely tell you that's that's not my lifestyle i can't no. i can't fucking do this no. I, I gotta i got other things i want to do yeah. uh, i mean i love doing comedy i you know this is this is an amazing thing i think that we do but you have to you have to look around at other things and experience life and go other places and you know work more and then that'll give you more material you know like that's if you're just doing five shows a day what are you going to talk about that was different right. from last week yeah i mean there's definitely value to doing multiple mics a day um i don't want to diminish that but uh but I, ultimately i think i think it comes down to personality types like some people really i think purely will benefit from just doing mics and nothing else. Yep. And some people will benefit from doing one mic a week and just experiencing life, doing some kind of, you know, sausage factory shit. Yep. And uh, then they'll be able to tie the two worlds together and create some masterpiece bit. You know, it's like, like, I don't think Bill Burr comes up with his Arnold Schwarzenegger masterpiece bit. By just doing eight nine mics a day, no. but I also don't think he gets there by like not doing any comedy and just like watching Arnold Schwarzenegger's life yeah. through eight thousand documentaries a day. You know what I mean? So like, there's got to be like a perfect marriage, and I think it's going to be different for different people. Like you have a balance of mics versus work versus this, and I have a different balance. Someone else has a different balance, but yeah, I don't want to knock anyone's um, choices of how they want to go about this comedy thing. But yeah, I think ultimately just doing mics, I don't think is the answer. I think it's uh, kind of a dangerous slope. It's I also think pretty it's, depressing. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. very depressing. Yeah, I, I, I found a lot of self-destruction when I was doing like three, four mics a day. I was like, dude, this is killing me. Yeah. This is not good. You've seen at least 10 of the same people at every mic. Oh, all the time. Uh, and you, that means you're hearing, you know, 50 minutes of that mic, you've already heard it at the last one. Um, but that's the problem. If it would be one thing if it was a good comic every four mics yeah. doing the same jokes. Because, like, same thing with Mark Norman. I've heard these jokes. They're funny. Yeah. I love hearing these. 
but it's those bad comics where you're just like, dude, this wasn't good the first time. Second or the third. You didn't change it the second time. If anything, you made it worse the third time. Yeah. It's just like, you know. Cut the ve- well, that's uh, that speaks to you know, people's writing process, you know, because it's like. But it also speaks to an open mic, a.k.a. it's open. Anyone can come in. So, yeah. like, I can't hold back the garbage. And you, something I've noticed, uh, a lot of open micers, uh, because they have, like, kind of uh, these preset clicks that they're kind of uh, uh, beholden to. So they, that joke that they said, that may have worked at their click, and their click is going to that so they can get five chuckles. And when we say worked, what we really mean is it's a shitty-ass joke, yeah. but you have a lot of friends that support you. That's good that's for you, means. but that is not, that's not working. a good joke. Not at all. <laughs> uh, it's actually a shitty joke because it probably needs context that you and your friends only know and no one else does. Exactly. Uh, but you get those five laughs, and then you're thinking to yourself, oh, okay, I'm at an open mic. I got some people laughing. I'm okay. No, you you're not, and then that would just get people caught in a cycle of saying one joke one way, not even trying to go back. Maybe if I raise my voice a little bit, or you know, maybe if I say this part here. Uh, there's a lot of comics where they're like, "Up, oh, this joke worked one time, one way. This is how it's got to be every single time I say it." And that's like, that's. I have bits that I wrote in January that I rewrote last month and you could bring them back now and because right. you've, you you added in a new tag or you yep. added in something else and you only get that by quote bullying if yep. you will it's like dude you got bullied in terms of no one laughed no one beat you up but like people didn't laugh and that didn't feel good yeah so that made you go huh i thought this was funny what's wrong with it and then you start to analyze it and then you're like oh you know what Maybe it wasn't all that funny. Maybe if I did this, it would be funnier. And then it gets funnier. And then you're like, yeah, it's funnier. But, like, I thought it was even funnier. And then you keep working. And that only comes from being honest and having people, quote, bully it to the point where, like, not that they're proactively trying to tell you this sucks. They're just like, dude, I'm not having a reaction to this. And I'm not shy from not fake laughing at you. You know what I mean? And you, there's there's a certain part of me that appreciates that. You have to, because because you see ah. the bigger picture. You're like, dude, I'm not here to make friends with you. I I want, hey, don't get me wrong. I want to be friends with everybody here. I like you. You're a nice guy. Yeah, but I also want to be funny. I'm trying (laughs) to be, you know, the funniest fucking person here. Yeah. So it's like you have to, and if you're not paying attention to those cues, which a lot of, you know, a lot of, uh, especially new comics, they don't pay attention to those cues because they have it in their head that they are funny and that they don't need to, you know, work on it or, write something new that that goes to it you just you need caught in a very endless loop and then that's how you and that's how you run into comics that are not progressing yeah. after multiple 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 years of being in one right. spot with that said though i will say there are those comics and god bless you motherfuckers uh you guys are totally happy dancing around your shitty comedy and finding a God club God. or a or a, a venue that really fucks with you and then that's where you decide to set up your bubble hey god bless hang out there and stay there forever and be happy pretending to be a good comic but if that's all you need if you just need that little bit of validation to just get up to a microphone say some words have people laugh fake or real and then just go home at the end of the night hey god bless you, god, you know, hey be happy uh do you know not knocking you because you found what works for you. Uh, but if you're trying to be, you know, 
a murderer on stage and you're trying to be able like, you know, I don't just make this bubble laugh. I make everyone laugh. Get out the bubble. And get know? ready to get bruised the fuck up. Like, yeah, this shit's gonna, to yeah, not shit's not gonna be easy, man. You know? Get ready to hear that, uh, that joke needs a lot. Get ready to hear this. That's, if you need that, to be comfortable with that noise. Yeah, like, yeah gotta be comfortable with bombing, gotta be comfortable with, uh, with anything that might come at you on stage, you know, because you might get heckled on stage. You might get, uh, you, I had a, at Mocha last week. Actually, yeah, Dude, what's, you what's your word? I know I've been trying, but like, it's rough because uh, certain weeks I'm not here. Yeah. Um, some weeks fully. And then uh, the weeks that I am here, I fly in on Mondays. Yeah. So I can't even uh, make it to that so, mic. Yeah. And then some weeks I'm flying out within the week. So I leave on a Sunday. So I don't even get to be here for the following Monday. Yeah. Uh, I could have made it this past Monday, but I was going to another mic. I almost did a spot there. And I was doing the past here. Monday. I, I probably had the weirdest experience. Uh, I. I was uh, working on a jacket. I've heard legendary things about this room, so I really do want to go. But well, it's the yeah. room that uh, you if if you're bombing or They'll let you not know. even if bombing, if you're if you say something someone doesn't really like, they take their keys out and they shake their keys at you. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, that's, yeah, I went to a room once where uh, this I'm not going to say where and I'm not going to say when, but let's just say I'd never seen this comic before. And he went up there, and he was one of the all-time worst comics I've ever seen. Yeah. And halfway into his set, lucky for him, most people in the crowd are like, all right, this is horrendous, so we're just going to not laugh, which, yeah. if you're a self-aware comic, is bad enough. Yeah. This Ooh, guy, silence. not only is he this bad, he's so bad he has that lack of self-awareness to realize no one's laughing. This chick walks in, without hesitation just starts yelling tomatoes <laughs> <laughs> tomatoes oh man and he was still so lacking in self-awareness that he was just like oh all right let me just keep going and he just kept going with his jokes not even halfway through his next joke tomatoes oh, it was God. just like a no, whole no, thing no, 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 so no. i think that key jiggle shit is uh very uh very appropriate this if necessary <laughs> you know this was this was weird. Uh, you only get like four or five minutes on stage, uh, so I'm like doing like my first two minutes, and uh, I'm talking about like dating and and all that stuff, uh, and then this woman, just uh, she, she just goes pull your dick out, and then her two friends, they're like laughing. They think that's the funniest thing in the world, and I was like, what? Uh, and then so I start trying to just be like, all right, you know, I. I say like you know shut up in like a funny way or something like that i get like a little chuckle and then i'm like okay i could go back to my material she says it again uh and her keys are out she's like pull your dick out and i'm like uh okay so there's this woman sitting uh also this way right and her keys are out too and i was like forget her for a little bit and when you say problem? their keys are out you are on stage seeing these keys. So yep. does that mean they're like holding their keys in front of your face? Like, oh, I'm ready yep. to ring this. Like, exactly bitch, you doing. better fucking say something funny next. That's exactly what they're doing. Interesting. Literally. Interesting. Okay. So this, uh, there's another woman that's sitting, because it's not even a stage. You're on the ground. Right. right. Uh, and there's a woman sitting at the bar, and I'm like right next to her. So I'm like, uh, so she has her keys. I'm like, oh, what's your problem? What, did, what didn't you like? And then she doesn't say anything. She just takes her keys more. And then uh, I... <laughs> 
make a joke about the dude that she was uh, next to, and then the crowd loved that, but her. Uh, so she just throws her keys up in the air and throws them on the floor. And then at this point, I'm like, all right, I don't know what this set is anymore. And I, I don't, I, what are we, what are we talking about? Yeah, it's here? kind of freeing in a way sometimes, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, it was just annoying that, uh, the host had stepped outside and he didn't know what was going on inside. So I was just left, left on stage and I was just like, ah, uh, the keys, huh? Don't let me break into your house. I don't I'm taking all this. I don't, it was the weirdest, 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 weirdest thing in the world. Um, but for, even from that set, I learned what I needed to do. Don't start with just your material. I, you know, at that time I had only been to that room one other time and it was months, months, months prior. So no one there knew me, right. no one there, you know, knew. How many comics usually like, go up there? Uh, it was a good list. Uh, there was at least probably 20 on the 20. list. Okay. Uh, it, I got it starts around early. what? Six? Uh, no, nine, nine, nine. Okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, there's a one, another one in Harlem on Mondays. That's uh, Harlem Nights, right? Yeah, that's uh, six thirty. Okay, uh, I've heard like, about that one, Mocha, and uh, the Red Lobster. Yeah, the Red Lobster. I haven't done that in a while. Uh, the Red Lobster is tough because you got to understand people are actually eating. Right. So it's like they may, it's they may not want to, they may just want to eat. You know, right, right. Essence in Brooklyn is also like that, uh, which is annoying to get out there, but. Uh, it's a good room because there's a lot of people there. It's like a restaurant slash bar vibe. So there's a lot of people there eating. But with that being said, you got to understand, you got to fight through through people yeah. two-piece. It's kind of like a bar I mean? show. It's just like people are not there for you, bro. Yeah. yeah. Let alone the fact that it's a fucking open mic. It's not even like a... Literally, it's not like... A-lister you know, comic are coming by. Up. Yeah, exactly. But that's the only way... That's the only way you figure out, all right, how do I want to handle heckling? How do I want to handle... Right. Yeah, that's why I don't know? shy away from those, quote, non-opt... Like, I fucking don't understand these comics that are, like, get all uppity, like, this is a comedy show. If you don't want to stay quiet, you should leave. It's, it's like, a comedy show uh, make me laugh. dude, Fuck. yeah, it's on you to yeah. fucking bring them back, motherfucker. Like, this is your challenge. Can you rise up to it? Like People not- weren't funny. That's why they're talking. If you were killing... They would be a retard yeah. to fucking be sitting on their phone or like be talking or some shit. So, yeah. I don't know. It is what it is. Uh, with that said, man, it's getting a little dark. Uh, and you already having a dark complexion. Uh, I'm worried that you're going to be a shadow in this fucking video. So. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> not, uh, not quite as dark as the table. <laughs> exactly. So, we got yeah, a little bit, of, little bit of contrast. Yeah. Uh, with that said, though, plug us where we can find you again, man. Yeah, man. Uh, Twitter and Instagram at yeah, it's Willie Y E A H I T S W I L L Y. Not yet, Willie Jackson, but uh, we're working on it. We're working on that. Like uh, that. It's rough having Will Jackson as a name. It's literally the most common. I was name gonna say, like, you're not gonna stand world. out anyway. It was hard enough <laughs> to get an email address, so it was, you know. Willie, whatever. let's let's guess. Willie Jackson, uh, eleven thirteen. Yeah, and that doesn't. Matter, <laughs> you know, it's like what are these numbers doing here? <laughs> But yeah, yeah, man, uh, Twitter and Instagram, at Yeah, It's Willie, post uh, clips and funny tweets regularly, uh, and hope to hope to get more social platforms, I'll say that. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I won't plug my LinkedIn. That's all right. No, no, <laughs> no need. Uh, but uh, yeah, find him all over the city. He posts all his dates routinely. He's got clips constantly up. Um, and uh, yeah, catch him on the sneaker segments if I haven't uploaded them already. Um, and yeah, thanks for coming, man. Appreciate you, man. Fucking hate this delay. I swear to God, uh-huh. if someone can figure out how to fix this delay, I'd appreciate it. Was uh, it just, uh, 
Is there an adapter that connects to this, or is it just straight through? It's through USB, but as you noticed at the beginning of the show, every time I hit the button, it's in real time. Middle of the show, I click it. It's a delay. If we talked for another 20, 30 minutes, it'd be back to real time. So I don't know what the issue is. I really don't know. But uh, if again, I keep asking. No one has been able to answer this for me. So. Dude, you could probably take it to like a, 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 like a, a tech vendor. Could probably just like tune it up for cheap but that's the thing it's not like it needs a tune-up it works sometimes okay. it's not it's not all the time and like like i said like it'll work not work and then work again yeah so i don't know what it is but uh but anyway hopefully the more we do this and the bigger we grow someone will finally uh, help me fix this with that said thanks for tuning in guys and uh we'll see you around Later. peace